Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, amen. Are you ready to get in the Word today? Hallelujah. Well, last week we talked a little bit uh, about running to win, and we've got to shift our mindset uh, from always trying to be better and start training our mind to be to tra- to train to be trained to be better. How many How many enjoyed last last week's message? How many have been any, where you got your where you got your gloves at? Anybody? Where you got your gloves at? Just somebody shout it out. Fridge. Somebody still got them in church. Uh, mirror, somebody's got them with you. I'm just telling you, we are no longer trying. We are are positioning ourselves that we're in training. That frees us up from any thought of I'm failing. No, I'm in training. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so we said that whatever it is that that we want to win at, we want to, whatever it is that we want to be successful at, we need to get the gear and we need to read the book, watch the video. How many knows you can build a house off of a YouTube video? Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter. You can change the oil in your car. For those of us that, you know, may struggle in that area, YouTube will get you through. And the church said, amen. So you got to get the gear, get the book, watch the video, get the knowledge, and then put the game plan uh, together and put it in order so that you can accomplish it. Everybody say, get the gear. Get the game plan. All right, let's move into this week. (laughs) That was a little inside joke right there. So I titled today simply this, Prioritizing the Plan. Prioritizing the Plan. I'm going to encourage you to take notes today. I'm going to give you quite a bit of information. We're actually going to just look at just a couple of scriptures, um, but we're going to be dealing with prioritizing the plan. I say this a lot, and I, this is going to be one of those messages, permission to get in your closet and move stuff around. <clears throat> well, I'm coming. So right now is the time to start putting it away because I'm coming. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 7. We've got some friends that we're going to look at that, 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 that the Scripture highlights that we're going to get some takeaways from these for friends. We're going to be in Proverbs 7, verse 6 through 11, and then I'm going to be over at Proverbs 30. So you can go ahead and put your finger there, and then we'll get ready to go in that direction. But Proverbs chapter 7, beginning with verse 6, says this, take a lesson from the ants. Everybody say the ants. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become Wise, You do know that the reason we come in here and we gather around God's word is so that we can become wise in order to be all that God has called us to be. Amen? So we're going to learn from the ant today. Why? Because they are wise. And we're going to show you this in just a moment. Verse 7. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones... Man, I'm telling you what, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting offended. I, I, I got to do better. I'm in training though, right? But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? <laughs> nudge, your, nudge, your, nudge your spouse and say, how many times are you going to hit that snooze button? Yeah. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. 
Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Everybody say the ant. It's said that the ant has no ruler and it has no leader, yet ants handle their business. Have you ever watched? Have you ever just, I know you're like, I don't even have time to stop. But I remember as a kid, I would lay on the sidewalk and I would, I would demonstrate that for y'all, but I'd have a hard time getting back up. And so, but I remember just laying on the sidewalk and watching those ants. Anybody just, they're just like, they're, they're just amazing to me. Have you ever watched the YouTube videos where they pour the, um, uh, the stuff, uh, it's like a metallic color i don't know what it is but it go it's, it's it's silver and you pour it in and it looks like mercury i guess and they pour it into the ant and then they and, they, and it hardens and then they dig that up and it's like there's so much going on that you can't see kind of like in our life there's so much that you can't see about what's going on in my life and there's a lot that i can't see that's going on in your life but i know there's a lot on the inside of you come on somebody there's, a, there's something on the inside. And the ant, biblically, equates to people who are wise, people who are self-motivated, and people who are self-inspired. People who are self-motivated aren't waiting on somebody to give them an attaboy and just tell them what an amazing job they're doing. They just keep themselves motivated to keep going. Any self-motivators in here? Any, anybody that, that you don't need, an ad, uh, yeah, attaboys are great, and I think we all, we all need those. But in order to be successful, like the ant, they don't have a leader. They don't have anybody cheering them on. And if one of them breaks down and, and they're like, like, you know what that means? Like, what do they do? Pick up little Johnny and carry him back, right? What are they, right? Or if they find a, a grasshopper, they all get in there to work, and they're working to, to help each other. They're motivated, self-motivated. They don't have a podcast to listen to. They don't have Pastor B to, you know, to, to, to tell little crazy jokes sometimes, to lighten the mood. They're all about their business. Everybody say, prioritize the plan. Okay, we're going somewhere. I don't want you to think I'm just going to bore you today with ant stories. Listen, life is not indebted to you or me to make sure that we get the cheer squad, spirit fingers. As a matter of fact, if you're truly going to run to win, self, being self-motivated and self-inspired is actually a prerequisite, and you got to be able to do it despite the fact that you've got people and even family members who may criticize you. Touch your neighbor, say, t- tell them, say, be motivated like an ant. All right, there's, there's, there's three other friends I want us to look at. And then we're going to go back to the ant a little bit. There's a lot of work to do and just a f- short time to do it. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 through 28 says this. There are four things on the earth that are small but unusually wise. Ants, they aren't strong, but they store up food all summer. We just talked about that. Then there's another animal I've never heard of. I had to actually look it up. It's, it's, it's called a hyraxes, hyrax. And they aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocks. Locusts, they have no king, but they march in formation. Lizards are easy to catch and also easy to beat on the football field. Bam! <laughs> Y'all didn't even see that coming. Y'all didn't even see that coming. Y'all didn't even see that coming. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not even that. That's not even that. I'm an O-H-I-O. Okay, let's keep on going. Let me bring the Holy Ghost back in the room because some of y'all got offended. <laughs> I read that and it said, it said lizards are easy to catch. I don't know what kind of lizards they had on that side of the world back then, but I'm telling you, lizards today, them little suckers are fast. You ever seen them? You'd be like, pew, 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 and you try to grab their tail, they'll just detach and keep on going. Huh? Talking about lizards are easy to catch. Maybe they were back then. But it said they are, and maybe some of y'all are skilled. Like, I'm not that skilled. I'm not that skilled. But it said lizards are easy to catch, but they are. Did I scare her? I am so sorry. They are easy to catch, but they are found, even found in king's palaces. There's another version of this, another translation that it actually talks about the, the spiders. We'll talk about that next week. And, and you can't keep a spider out, huh? If, they, if there's, if there's a, just like a sliver of a crack, baby, them suckers will, they'll come in your house, right? But this is saying the lizards are easy to catch, but they are found, even found in king's palaces. Basically, there is no place that they can't get to. Now, <laughs> hyraxes, everybody say hyrax. Hyrax, it does, it's kind of like a rock badger. It doesn't have claws. It doesn't have sharp teeth. It doesn't have a thick coat of hair. So what does it do? It hides in the cracks of the rocks to make itself safe. What I mean is it understands its weaknesses and it compensates. Same is true for us. What we're learning from a, from a, from a hyrax, recognize what you're weak at. And then surround yourself with other people that you can get in tight with and they can help you. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. That's the beauty of the church. Amen. The locusts, it said they have no king, yet they advance in ranks. Their whole theme, the whole theme of a locust is equal cooperation. We could learn a lot in the church if we live by that theme, equal cooperation. We're cooperating equally. We're not worried if we have a title. Deacon, bishop, elder, pastor. Y'all can call me B. I'm good. Just understand that stands for Bradley, by the way. Okay. Just a little joke right there. I know too much for y'all. Too, 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 too much. If we could get into, well, am I going to get the credit for serving? Is somebody going to know that I'm certain? No, it's called equal. Co we're cooperating together for one goal and one mission, and that is bringing heaven to earth and making sure that everybody has an opportunity to hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what? That they are loved and they don't have to die and live the way they, that live the way they are currently, which is, can be frustrating, and they don't have to die and be separated forever. Because when you're a Christian, this is not the end. This is, this is just, I'm just passing through. So the locusts, they cooperate, they work together, and they take whatever's in front of them. How many farmers? You ever, any, any farmers? Or, or, or you, you put um, uh, 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 tomatoes in your backyard or whatever, and you got locusts, you got all these things. What are they doing? They'll take whatever, unless you put that powder on there, that special dust. Someone like, we really know you don't know what you're talking about farming. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm just reaching, y'all. I'm reaching real far. You put that dust on there, it keeps them away. If you don't, if you don't prepare, what happens? They come in and take it. I want to I wanna go to wherever the enemy is, and he doesn't see me coming, and I'm going to take. It doesn't belong to him anyway. It's all been created by God for God. Amen. 
The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. So I want to go in and take back what the devil has stolen from me. What's that mean? That if he stole it from me, that means it was once mine. Y'all can't handle it today. Everybody say lizards. Even though they're easy to catch, they have a determination to go pretty much anywhere they want. And there's no room that they can't get into. We're talking about having a plan and what happens when we begin to prioritize the plan. The Bible talks about the ant and how it gathers uh, in the summer to prepare for the winter. I'm just going to be honest. Ants are amazing. Ants are amazing. Studies show, and I looked this up, by the way, too, because I want to be correct. Studies show that ants can carry up to 50 times their weight. If that doesn't impress you, that don't impress me much. Shania. Anyway, if that doesn't sound impressive... I'm just trying to keep y'all engaged because y'all like ants be really. If that doesn't sound impressive, consider a two milligram ant carrying 10 times its own weight, which is equivalent equivalent to a 180 pound human carrying a full grown cow. That's would be impressive. The first thing I want to point out is this. The ant always has a plan. How does that equate to you? You should always have a plan. Write that down. You should always have a game plan. If you don't have a game plan, if you don't, ha- if you don't have a vision and a goal, I'm not going to go back and re-preach this stuff, but it all ties together. Because if you got a plan, but you don't really know where you're going, you're making a lot of movement, but you're not making any progress. Always got to have a plan. Anybody like to travel? Y'all like to go on trips and stuff? Amy and I like to travel and see different places. And something that we've adopted um, in in our home, especially for family trips, uh, we got that from my dad because he was really, and some of y'all who knew dad would know that he would do things like this, but We'll go on trips. Really, it's for the benefit of the driver so the driver doesn't fall asleep. And typically, the driver is me. And so she's usually, hey, babe, I can help you. I can help you. I can help you drive. Baby, I'm good. I can just pull it, pull it right in the driveway right there. I'm like, I'm good. Now, she woke up and said, hey, can I help drive? Baby, we right, just look up. That's the house I'm right here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The truth is, I can't. I can't be a writer because I get car sick super, super easy. So it's unfortunate that I have to drive. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. But I'll never forget one time we played this thing where we said, hey, let's, let's call off three things that you, you love about me. Actually, we did this um, this past week. But, but the one that I remember um, was I said, hey, let's, let's, let's share with each other um, three things that you like. And so after a few moments, I'll never forget, she said, and dude, it was really cool. Um, she said, I like that you're a planner. I like that you plan. Now, it's not exactly what I thought she was going to say. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's not exactly what I thought she was going to say. I thought it might be, baby, I love your lips. I love your eyes. You know, I'm like, yeah. But I'm going to be honest. When she said, when she said um, I, I like that you're a planner, I, my chest it just went out just a little bit more and, and because it's true. Now, that's not always a good thing. 
because because of and y'all like no that's your ADHD no 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 I just we'll get there we'll get there in a minute but 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 I'll plan everything vacation it doesn't matter it, it's it's that way and I'll never forget um, this past summer uh, uh, Connor went with us uh, on our family vacation and he said so we were, it was Sunday after church one day and he said so so how we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do that and then we're gonna do that and because he knows like this this is how Bradley is and I said Connor I said the one thing you're gonna learn about me on vacation there is no plan. There is no time. There is no schedule. We are going with the flow. And my whole family's like, oh my gosh, we've been praying for this. <laughs> but you gotta be like, you gotta always, always have a plan. Always have a plan. Another thing that I want to point out about the ant is this the ant never reacts, it just acts. It doesn't, it never reacts, it just acts. Now, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie these together. I remember being a kid, and, and like I said, and I was laying on, I'd lay on the sidewalk, and, and I would get a blade of grass. And I, I don't know if it was just I watched too many dumb movies or whatever, but, I, dude, he's, a, he's adorable. Golly. Next, next Sunday, we get, to, we get to dedicate him. And, and so, so I would take the blade of grass, and the little ant would be moving, and I would put it right in front of where he was going. Anybody? I'm, I'm just, like, just mean. Just, and make that little sucker go, and then I go, and before long, I would have blades of grass, and that little thing would be going. You know what I'm talking about? And I started thinking this week, I was like, it's the same as, same, as, same as true for us. The enemy puts not a blade of grass, but he'll put things in our path. And we're like this. And, but, but the ant, he doesn't go, okay, I'm going back to the house. No, he is still, it doesn't matter. He, yeah, it's like he's reacting, but there's an action that he has, and it doesn't matter what comes in front of him. He's getting to the place where he was headed. The same is true for us. We're in life, and, 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 and the, the, the devil keeps putting stuff in it. If I, if I could do it, I would turn it around and move it around, but, but I would show that I'm really not that strong. Sorry to disappoint, but, but sometimes we got to be like the ant. And just crawl over whatever it is that God, or excuse me, that the enemy has put in front of you. Hey. Sometimes it's every day for me. I don't know. Is it for y'all? We came in here today to, to do service run through before y'all, where y'all were at home enjoying donuts or whatever, coffee. And as soon as we fire up the, the, the sound equipment, we got mics going out. Mics were fine last week. Mics are going out. Things are, things are, things are crazy. You know what? And I did. I had a moment. Where's, where's Becky at? She saw me. I was like, I, 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 I did that. But it was just, it was a process. I didn't blow up, but it was like, really? Like, really? I, I'm, I'm, we're, trying to, we're trying to be hope to, to, to our community, and we can't even get a mic that's worked fine for months just to fire up like it's supposed to? So what I do, I just said, stop the track. Let's go find some, let's go find some wires. Let's, let's try this. We did. And as soon as we fired up again, there it goes again. I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's go find another one. See what I did? I just, okay, that's how you're going to be. I didn't go back home and say, send out a post on Facebook. Church is canceled for today. No, we're just going to keep on moving. But how many knows that the very next, the very next, when you think everything's clear, there's something else standing in your way. And most of the time, it's bigger than what you just had. Now, let me take it a step further. Cole, come help. 
Because sometimes in life, we need to ask for backup to make sure that we're stable. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pansy out and, no, I, and be like, oh my gosh, oh my, oh, I'm just gonna go back the other way and I'm, it's just too much. No, that's what you put in my way. And God says, you know what? Climb right over it. So you know what we'll do? We'll just climb right over it. Who am I talking to today? You got some stuff in your family? Got some stuff in your life? Got some people on the job that's driving you insane? I'm not saying bulldoze them. Brother, I asked you to hold me, so hold me. I didn't, I, I, I hit that thing and I felt it shift. Sometimes you got to talk to your help. <laughs> but see, some of us, we wouldn't even ask for help. Why? Because we're too prideful. I'm not going to ask for help. You ever seen ants come out and, and become backup? You got little dude trying to pull that big old locust across the sidewalk. Locust is dead. And little guy, and what do the others do? They help him carry. What have we been doing as a community? Helping carry others. Just this past week. And guess what? Just because you get to the top doesn't mean you start celebrating. See, you'll get distracted. Ooh. Yeah, I'm done with this illustration. And that's it right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's it. That's it. Y'all give Cole a hand. I don't know that I gained five pounds before. We tried that before church. Yeah, that was too much. But are you willing to do the same? If whatever the enemy blocks you with, puts in your, are you going to gripe about it? Now, I'm, I'm going to step on my own feet. Am I going to cock an attitude? Am I going to cop an attitude because I'm having to move over and, and go above it and go, go around it? No, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to react. I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm just talking to me. The preacher is talking to the, the flesh right now. I'm not going to react. And my family's going to help me. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to react. I'm just going to respond in a way that, that still gets me to where I'm supposed to be going. And I'm encouraging you to do the same. We can learn a lot from the ants. What if we started creating the life we want instead of responding to it? Instead of showing up in tomorrow and just taking whatever tomorrow has in store, what if we start creating our tomorrow? Everybody say create, create your tomorrow. Permission to explain further at the expense of stepping on your toes. Am I good? Okay. Something dad used to tell me all the time. My family hears this a lot. Something that dad taught me from a very young age was he would always say, Bradley Wayne, there are two things in your life that are indicators of how well you're managing your life. The cleanliness of your car and the cleanliness of your house. That is an indicator of how you're managing your life. And that has stuck with me. Now, that doesn't mean that my car's all, because it ain't clean now. If you walk out there, you'll see. Be slipping. No, I ain't slipping. I'm in training. See, y'all being judgmental. Shame on y'all. We're talking about priorities. Notice what I just said. I said, 
why don't you create your tomorrow instead of showing up into whatever tomorrow holds? I'll give you an example. Some in this room make sure that before they go to bed at night, there's no dishes in the sink. All the blankets have been folded on the couch that we've used to watch TV. All that stuff's put away. We don't have stuff strung out all over the place. Because why? For me personally, I don't need need to pick up tomorrow's mess that I created today. But if I take care of today what needs to be taken care of, if it's at all possible, okay, then tomorrow I've created, this is just a simple illustration. It's what the Holy Spirit, because I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly. Listen, I've created what my tomorrow is going to hold based on what I refuse to take care of today. How many like to have their bed made before they leave to go to work? I'm, that's me. That's me. Because I, and I know some people are like, well, no, I'll just come back and fluff it and make it look fresh. No, 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 no. This is me. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying I'm creating. I'm not even creating tomorrow. I'm creating what I'm going to, because I don't know what's going to happen throughout the course of the day. But when I come back home, I don't need to see a mess that it was my, I created the mess. Now I'm not, now I'm not even talking about beds and dishes and clothes. Now I'm talking about the messes that we create. What if we start creating our tomorrow instead of just letting tomorrow dictate what comes? Prioritizing the plan. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm not just trying to get your house clean and your car clean. Come on. It's more than that. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit reminded me this morning. Those are the two most largest investments that we have as human beings. Our house and our cars, regardless of what you drive and where you live. That's, that's the two largest investments. And it's, the le- it's what we do the least for. Prioritize. I'm telling you, if you're one of those that don't make your bed, make your bed tomorrow. I promise you, you will feel so much better coming home to freshness. Again, I'm not worried about if your house is clean. I'm not worried about your car. But I am worried about us creating messes that we have to clean up the next day or the next year or five years from now. Talking about priorities. This is what he told me this morning as I was getting ready and I wrote it down in my phone and then I've transferred it to my notes. He said this, whatever you prioritize, you master. You master it. And then on the way to church, he dropped this one on me. Whatever you refuse to prioritize will eventually master you. Again, not talking about your house, not talking about your car, or your truck. See, a lot of people show up at retirement while others are creating their retirement. Now, is that making sense? A lot of people just show up at retirement, but there are people who are planning for retirement. Connor has been having conversations with us about, you know, him and, and Ansley Grace will be getting married next May and, and things about retirement. Dude, he's already talking about stuff. Dude, he's way further along than I was at his age. Are you creating your life or are you responding to life? 
The thing that I so desperately want you to understand today and in just the, the remaining few moments that we have is that you're, you, you, live, you serve a God who is a God of priority and planning. Now, I'm, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper, okay? The Bible is a book of priorities. The Bible can help us identify what deserves our attention and what does not. Not everything going on in this world deserves your attention. Not everything that gets posted on Facebook deserves your response. Not everything that's happening in Washington or anywhere else in government deserves your attention. Yeah, but I need to, I need to, be, I need to be acknowledged. Yeah, but when the knowledge of what you see is happening begins to torment you, there's a distraction that's happening. I, I don't want to jump too far in my notes. Some things that are happening around you are to distract your attention. That's why that, that's why that wire, because Pastor B's respo I'm responsible to make, and our team knows, we, we're going to remove all distractions so that you can come in here and, and, and not, that we're, not gonna, we're gonna take away any opportunity for the enemy to distract you from hearing God's word. So not everything that you see around you is a distraction. I've got, I mean, even now, I, I know that security's coming up and down the hall and they're checking things to protect us and all, all that thing. There's all kinds of things, even right now, that are vying for my attention. Right now. I know there's Facebook Live coming. I know there's lights. There's all these things that are, that, are, that, are, that are striving for my attention. But guess what? I'm focused my attention on where it is right now, and that's you. That's where you're living and where you're at because there's a place that God wants to get you to, out from where you are. Okay? What am I talking about? I'm talking about when to, knowing when to say, what to say yes to and what to say no to. I'm trying to help you. Just because you're a Christian and just because you have a, you have a generosity spirit doesn't mean that you are called to help everybody. Because the enemy will use your strength, which is generosity, and I've seen this happen so many times and I have a responsibility to help, to help you. Yeah, but I, I need to help them. You need to be sensitive to the Spirit. Are they really getting help? Or are they helping themselves? It's an understanding of the importance of establish, in establishing the right priorities for your life and not allowing just anybody and anything to dictate your future. There's too many Christians running around without a strategy and a plan. They're, they're framing up their house without a strategy and a plan. When we first got married, the very first house we lived in, old, old house, remember? Real old. It was, it was, um, it was, it was like an old plantation-style type house that we were renting. And there was this hallway that went down the back. And I swear I had to have a V8 every day just to go down it because I, was it not... It literally was slanted like this, and you had to, at the, and it's a long haul, so you have to start hugging this wall because by the time you get to the end where the bathroom is, you're all the way over here. Who, who built that thing? Who did? What plans were you looking at? And the guy we're renting from, I'm like, bro, Mr. Nathan, Nathan Nix, get under that house and jack that floor up. Because you're jacking me up. I'm like walking sideways. And I'm looking at Christians today, and that's how they're running their lives. Sideways and jacked up. 
because they don't have a plan. And if they do, they have no priorities. And how they're living is like this. I'm just spinning around. I got a plan, but I have no priority. And without a priority, you're going nowhere. You're exerting all kinds of energy, but you're making no progress. And I came today to stand behind this sacred desk to tell you as a church, it's time for us to begin making progress. Stop coming in here to church or wherever you attend and walk out the same way you came in. If that means you need to change every week, that means you need to change every week. Somebody needs to get a hold of their gear and take this thing seriously. Ah, are you still with me? It's, it's time to start living a life of action and not reaction. Now, does that mean that everything that's going to happen in your life is going to be perfect and hunky-dory? Not at all. Not at all. But I can tell you that at this, I'm, I'm t- I can say this confidently, that at this time of my life and where I'm standing today without question is the exact place and the exact time of where I'm supposed to be. Like, I know that. Where I'm standing right now at this time is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Does that mean my life is perfect? Far from it. Does that mean Amy and I have a perfect marriage? Far from it. Does that mean all of our girls are just amazingly just queens? There are queens, but they're not perfect. We've went through some stuff, y'all. But in spite of that, God still brought the plan back. I am where I'm supposed to be at this time. Can you say the same? Or do you know, or if, you're, if you don't feel like you were where you're supposed to be, it's time to move from where you are. I can go back. How do I know? It's never been more clear. Because of the passing of Dad and Robin and the time frame and all, I, I don't even want to bore you with the story, but I'm like, it proves that we're living where we're supposed to be. My question is, are you living where you're supposed to be? And if you're not, it's time to move from where you are. Somebody needs to write that down. Even though there were moments in my past that happened, I believe that it was an attempt to alter the plan that God had for bringing us where we are today. But this is what I know. That he works all things out for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And what I've learned about God is this. Even when I screw up the plan, even when other people try to mess up the plan, even when other Christians try to come in and mess up God's plan, God has a way of saying, my plan for you, Bradley Wayne, will not be stopped. And I know we've talked, Adam and I have talked about it as we get ready to launch in at the first of the year to, to, to constructing the building. We, we're already, we already know it, it's not going to come easy. It's going to come with a fight. And that's why you got your gloves last week to go, are you willing to be in the fight? Are you going to leave my family and the team wide open and susceptible for whatever the enemy wants to, to throw at us? Because we got your back. We got you covered. And it's not about you covering us. God's got us. We've got a team surrounding us. We're good. But it's about you guys covering each other. 
I don't know, maybe you're hanging your gloves up like the old, like the, back in the 80s when they had the little dice, you know, the, 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 the carnival dice you'd put around your rearview mirror. And maybe you put your gloves that way, your glove that way. And so someone else is at Walmart from our church. They see that glove hanging. They go, yep, they're in training. I'm in training. My sister sent me a picture. It was so good to have her here last week. Sent me a picture of her workspace, her, her glove right there. Now I'm telling you, everything that happens is happening for a reason. And if you miss it, you're missing out. Our God is a God who has a plan and he has a strategy. Let me prove it. He told Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. There are two kinds of no's. There's the no by knowledge and there's the no by experience or intimacy. God was referring to the experience of, of uh, excuse me, God was referring to knowing Jeremiah by the experience. He was saying, Be, Jeremiah, before you came to earth, I had already experienced you. Gosh, this hit me. Come on. Ah. He said, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations, meaning there was something that was waiting on you before you showed up. And I'm here today to tell you, before, what, however your conception happened, questionable or not, there was something already here on the earth waiting on you to show up. And, and today, I'm like, and I wish I had, you know, the little fire, the little flicker sticks, you know, the flame, I call them flamethrowers that you light your grill with or your fireplace with. That's what I am today. I'm trying to light, I'm trying to light that. I can't even believe he's just sleeping through all this craziness. I, I just want to be. I just want to be a flamethrower. Go, choo, 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 choo. I mean, set you on fire. Think about it this way. God created Adam. Adam and Eve. God created Adam last, not not before Eve. I mean, not after Eve. But I'm saying before He created the world, put everything in place. He created Adam last. He didn't create Adam on the first day, and they say, "Oh my gosh, I got to find something for him to do." He created, he created the garden first, and then he created man and placed man in the garden that he created for man. Let me tell you something. You didn't show up in this life, and God scratched his head and goes, oh, my gosh, I got to find something. I got to find something for Jonathan to do. No. He had a plan for you. Sure, we deviate from the plan, but God works all things out according to his plan when we stay surrendered. So you may be in a, in a detour moment right now in your life, but I'm telling you, if you'll surrender to him, God will bring it all back around. Now, your neighbor said, tell him, say, God already has a plan. See, when you showed up, everything that you needed to get to your destiny was already here on earth waiting on you. <laughs> what am I saying? God has an order to things. I know this is not traditional message. This is not traditional church. This is we're in the we're in the locker room. And if I had a if I had a if I had a whiteboard, this is uh, this is what I'm, I'm I want. Instead of y'all looking here, I want to see this. God has a plan for my life. There was already a plan before I got here. And if you don't know what the plan is, now's the time to find out what the plan is, and then start prioritizing the plan. 
Psalms 23, you know this one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Do you want to know where you get your, 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 your soul restored? It's not going to be through looking on Facebook. It's, not, it's, it's going to be when you get to green pastures. It's going to be to get to a place where you're beside still waters. There's no stillness in chaos. But prioritization, is that all right? Is that right? Sounded good. Works for me. Work for y'all. When you prioritize, that will settle the chaos down. Remember what I said? Create your tomorrow. Don't step into tomorrow and step into chaos because you allowed it to be there. It's take responsibility, church. He says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Your life has a path for it. There is a pathway. It's not some random road. It's not some random order of of events that hopefully one day you'll hit your purpose before you die. No, there is a pathway. And here's the thing. Jesus hung on the cross and he said, what? It is is finished. Easter will be back around shortly. We'll, We'll preach that message. He said, it is finished. That means that, 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 that in the heavens, everything is finished and scripted. But here on earth, it is yet to be played out. When I say it all the time, God's in control. He is not, he is not freaked out by the condition of, of where we live right now as a nation. It's all been scripted. And a lot of it falls under prophecy. You're not ready. I know. Listen, the Bible is a book of priorities. Let me prove it. It says what? Seek ye. Seek ye. Seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things. So why do we, so, so, so why do we keep seeking things? Seek the kingdom. He says, seek my kingdom. Seek my keys. Seek my principles. Seek my priorities. Make my priorities your priorities. Seek my ways of doing things right. Seek my ways of bringing heaven to earth. Seek that. Then all this other stuff, the stuff that we chase. In the Bible, there was a story about Mary and Martha, who was Lazarus' sisters. He went, Jesus went to, to, to Martha and Mary's house. Martha was serving. Mary was sitting down in worship. And Jesus told Martha, two things are happening here, service and worship. And Mary has chosen the greater. Why? Because service is important, but it flows out of worship. So let me, let me, let me sidestep this. If you serve in any area of this ministry, and worship, by the way, is not what we do for 20 minutes, worship. No, worship is a lifestyle, okay? And it's spending time with God. That's worship. If all you do is serve around here, and you're not in this room getting fed, because there will be those that they only show up when it's their time to serve, but they're not getting fed. Are Are you tracking me? Before too long, you'll have nothing to give. And what you are giving is not really, not really, it's not all that. It's not, it's, you're not doing it well, is what I'm trying to say. Because service flows, uh, excuse me. Service comes from a place of, of, of worship, okay? I ho- I'm hoping I'm trying to, this to make sense. 
The priority is on the worship. Remember, priority is priority. That's why, that's why Thomas now, after I don't know how many years, he's sitting here instead of sitting back in the back. Why? Sure, he's in the room, but there's all kinds of noises and things and direction from up here that he's... Hey, so it's important to me that he's here getting, getting fed. If you're going to win your race, you're going to have to determine what gets your attention. I just jumped, but... Because whatever gets your attention becomes your master. And if... And if and there's only one master. He... Boom. So my attention needs to be and focus on him. Listen, some of you have a bright future, but your past has your attention. God is ready to bring new relationships into your life, but your divorce has your attention. Maybe you're here and you can't forget those things that are behind you and now press on toward the mark of the high calling of God because your past is your master. Some of you, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram have your attention. And it's mastering you. Get mad if you want to, but you just heard the truth. Some of you, gaming is your attention. And your family is suffering. Got your hard hat? You might have to share it. I'm, 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 I'm talking about priorities. If all you're doing is at work, you can't wait to be able to get to a place where you can get on that phone. It is your master. Yeah, but is that a sin? I'm not saying it's a sin, but it's a distraction and keeping you from getting to places that you can cross over. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not saying it's of the devil, but what I am saying is that the devil will use it to shift your focus and your attention, and it becomes your master. I can't go to sleep until I see all the posts from today. You'll spend five hours on this and cry because you got to spend an hour and a half in his presence. I'm done. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe I said it. I'm not trying to hold people hostage. I'm trying to set people free from being in in bondage. Whatever has your attention becomes your master in closing. I'm at the finish line. I'm there. I'm there. Probably had everybody who was watching online just disconnect. <laughs> like, well, I'm glad I watched online today. Because I don't know what he was about to say next. It's not about TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, gaming. It's not that. It's about what is distracting you from reaching your potential and identifying what is important and what is priority and what is not. So if all you heard was me picking on something, you missed the point. I will tell you that I will not say anything from this platform that that the Holy Spirit has not given me permission to say. Period. 
I want to flow. I want to flow. I want to flow exactly how God wants us to. And I have to be, I have to be obedient because people's families and lives depend on me telling the truth instead of sugarcoating something that makes you feel good. And y'all know what? Sugar, too much sugar. will cause all kinds of other ailments. I don't ever want to hear somebody say, B waters it down. There's no, 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 he don't. Only water going on is from the top of my head down here. Sweat. Not watering it down. What are you giving your attention to? As we wrap up, I got to ask, what's mastering you? Why is this talk so important today? Because what's in front of you tends to get in you. What's in front of you tends to get in you. Man, you can see all kinds of soft porn stuff on. Only fans or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. Only fans. I don't even know. Oh, that stuff pops up on my stuff. It pops up on my screen. Why? Distraction. Because the devil knows where my weakness is. Oh, it's not just me. It's every man in here. I'm not going to go back and re-preach that one. And it, and it pops up like it's so innocent. It's not innocent. It was done that way by design. I'm almost to the point of disconnecting my personal Instagram. But then that's, but see, that's the part. The enemy wants to push, 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 push. Because the spiritual side of me says, no, shut it down. But then that's what the enemy wants. Because I'm no longer a light for people. Because that, then the other, if we all, if all we do as Christians is disconnect from all the stuff of the world, then the only thing that people in the world are going to see is stuff of the world. They're never going to get the gospel. They're never going to get the message of hope. They're never going to get the message that says, God can handle it. So unless God says, hey, that, that means I have to, sh- I have this on me to line up my priorities. There's a part of me who wants to apologize for being just so, but I can't. What's in front of you tends to get in you. I'll prove it. In, in closing, I already said that. Okay, closing number two. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, and you know this verse. Now the, now the Lord is the Spirit, but where, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, who's he talking to? Us as believers, us as followers. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image. What same image? The same image as what you behold. Because whatever you behold gets a hold of you. And what's ever in front of you has the tendency to get in you. What you're constantly looking at, you are becoming. There's a, there's a, there's a line of transparency that I will try to be as transparent as, I, as possible, but I'm telling you, it's true. What you're constantly looking at, you are becoming. <laughs> For me, I've got to prioritize what's going, what's going to get my attention. And what am I putting in front of me? How about you? Is that problem going to get your attention or is God going to get your attention? 
Is that doctor's report going to get your attention or is God going to get your attention? Why is this so important? Because what you need to understand is this. The devil doesn't have, he doesn't have to defeat you, but all he's got to do is break your focus. He don't have to defeat you. Matter of fact, he can't. The only thing the devil can take from us is what we give him because he has no power. He's toothless. <laughs> he doesn't have to defeat you. Just break your focus. You'll defeat yourself. People fail and fall every day. Why? Because of broken focus. What are we trying to do as Christians? Follow Christ, make changes in our lives, and move forward towards our purpose. That's it, bottom line. Can I tell you it's really hard to move forward when you're constantly being distracted at the same time? It's hard to move forward when you're constantly being distracted. It's hard to move forward when there's obstacles in your way. Some of you... Maybe, may, and this, this, this is where you got to be in tune. I almost done. This is where you got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit because not everything that's in front of you that has your attention means you need to bulldoze over it. Sometimes God will give you the power just to move it out of the way. Cole, quick, 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 quick. And sometimes together, come on, quick. Sometimes together, go into that way. Sometimes together it takes us joining together and moving things out of the way. It doesn't necessarily mean He's calling you to go over. He might. Just because he called me to do it doesn't mean he called you to do it. Y'all, I'm, 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 I'm about to run and get a coca lime somewhere in town. I'm about to run through this church. <clears throat> it's time to adjust our focus and prior prioritize the plan. Would you like to do something for me? Everybody stand up. Turn to about four, four people right around you. Tell them, say, it's time to adjust our focus and prioritize our plan. It's time to adjust our focus and prioritize our plan. Bottom line. Bottom line, my family and I love you, and we want the very best for your life. That's not me now watering down the spiciness. That's me saying it's coming from a place of love and compassion for you and your family. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. And may the Lord establish you and bring you peace. And may this week be the very best week of your entire life. Let's go change our city for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. We love you. God bless you. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City, or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.